Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. You look different, Tim. That's true. <laughs> new guest here with Lori Lois this yep. year on the uh, High School End Zone Sports Show. And in a little new format, we're doing Facebook Live now, and uh, it's also going to be a podcast on the uh, Standard Times Podcast Network. Yeah, it's exciting. New stuff. 2017, whole new era in uh, South Coast Varsity <laughs> football coverage here. So Yeah, and a lot of new faces uh, at quarterback this year. <laughs> Absolutely. We've got nine schools that we cover, and eight of them are going to have a new quarterback under center this year. So the one uh, returning guy is True Williams. He's a junior at New Bedford High. He uh, started last year as a sophomore and uh, took his lumps. He, uh, yeah. he looks like a quarterback. You just see him. He's uh, 6'2", 200-plus pounds. He's, uh, I think he was third on the team in lifting this summer. Um, so uh, we'll see if he can uh, kind of figure out the playbook a little bit more this year. He has uh, a lot of the same weapons around him, so he could be very dangerous. They threw uh, five touchdown passes last year. Um, they, they only won one game. Uh, so it was a little bit of a struggle. Um, yeah. But they had young guys in the backfield. Uh, Nigel Palmer, I think, scored 14 out of their 24 touchdowns, and yeah. he was just and at one point through six games, he had all their touchdowns. Yeah, so but he's back, so that's great news uh, for them there. And then they also have uh, Baron Hilton um, moving out to wide receiver. He was yeah. kind of the change of pace running back last yep. year, a little more of an upright style than uh, Nigel. But now he's going to be moving out to wide receiver, and him and uh, Edgar Samito, a senior, uh, will be true's primary targets, yeah. and those five touchdowns came in the last three games last year. He had a game with two touchdowns and a game with three, so he seemed to be picking stuff up as the season went on, and uh, from what I hear from talking to uh, Coach Mark DeBrito, he's uh, really kind of taking control of the team this year. He's taking on more of a leadership role, and the things are starting to slow down for him on the field. So. Yeah, and I know he went to a few camps and clinics over the summer and, you know, kind of really showcased, you know, his improvement overall. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Worked hard in the weight room, went to the BC camp. Yep. Um did a seven on seven league? Yeah, I think and, at URI maybe. I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, and then uh, organize some uh, kind of informal stuff with some of his receivers. Yeah. To make sure they're on the same page this year. So they actually uh, New Bedford High opens uh, Friday night at Taunton. Um, last year they lost to Taunton. Um, it was uh, twenty-eight to six, and I actually think you were at that game. I was at that game. I had some high hopes for that one, yeah. and uh, I think they were down twenty-one nothing at the half, and that actually was the better half. Yeah. That they played, they didn't get a first down after halftime. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, they came out last year. They had a few drops early on. Mm-hmm. I think that really affected True True's confidence a little bit in that first game. He his receivers dropped a couple of pretty good passes from him, and uh, from there it kind of went a little bit downhill for him. But uh, they got a lot of the skill guys back this year. Uh, big question will be the offensive line. Yeah. Uh, can that hold up for him? I think they have three returning starters. Um, yeah. But uh, can and you need the line. I mean, that's, yeah. that's where it all starts. So. Yeah, if you don't have time to throw it or you don't have the holes to run it through, there's uh, not much you're going to be doing. All right. Well, that sounds good. All right. All right. Pass, okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next school, Dartmouth. Uh, last year was, uh, I don't know how you say this, um, they didn't win the state championship. They'd won <laughs> it the, the previous two years. But they they're did like some, the Patriots at this point, right? The expectations <laughs> yeah, the are you win a championship or nothing. Yeah, they're so high. Um, but it was still an amazing year. They ended up beating Bridgewater Raynham and uh, you know, for the first time in I think it was eight years, and they won the uh, the OCL for the first time since two thousand eight. Lots of excitement. They were eight eight and zero going into the playoffs. Uh, they ended up finishing nine and two. So it was a little bit of a you know kind of a 
you know, tough finish for them. But look, I think both of those losses were only by a few points, and one of them. Yeah, the North Attleboro game was a little yeah. bit tough. They showed some. Uh, they got into passing a lot more than you usually see a Dartmouth team. Uh, it seemed like late in the season, uh, due to some injuries, their rushing game yeah. just wasn't where it needed to be. And so they were forced to throw the ball a little more than they're accustomed well, to. Well, and I think after the season, we found out Cole Jacobson was playing injured. Broken hand. <laughs> Broken hand, quarterback. Kept him out till uh, <laughs> two thirds of the way through lacrosse season yeah. in, uh, by May. But, uh, I mean, he had an outstanding year, and he's a huge loss for them. I mean, he threw for over 1,000 uh, yards, he path, uh, ran for over 1,000 yards, you know, had over 20 touchdowns combined between the two. Yeah. He's gone. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big loss, but uh, they got a new quarterback, a senior Nathan Ellis, Nate Ellis. He uh, He's a lefty, actually, so that'll be a little bit interesting with some of the blocking schemes and the, the handoffs with the running backs, but uh, he's got a big arm. Uh, he's uh, played quarterback, or actually threw four touchdown passes last year without taking any snaps from center. Yeah, uh, he was the impressive. holder, he threw a couple touchdown passes there, and yeah, they had a couple of trick plays. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's got a big arm. Uh, this wide receiver crew that he has now, led, led by Dane Ashen, or a lot of kids that he came up with, played freshman and JV with, uh, so they should have a pretty good rapport. And I think he's the fastest kid on the team, so yeah. he's going to be a dual threat again. A lot of those plays that worked for Cole should work for Nate. Yeah. Well, it, it's a tough opener. Uh, <laughs> and actually, we probably should mention this now, uh, Rick White is going for his 100th career win on the opening night, Friday night, Friday uh, night. at home at Dartmouth Stadium, place to be. Uh, and it's against uh, Central Catholic, which I just was looking up in the, the Boston Globe's website, and they're ranked, I want to say it's third um, by the Globe in the top yeah, 20, <laughs> third or fourth. Um, so this is a team that's returning their, their quarterback um, from last year, and he's already uh, going to be going off to college. I think it's like New Hampshire he's going to be going to to play next year. And then they have... Uh, Two of their running backs very back. Very good Division One, yes. double A or, yeah. or football championship yeah. division. And we're one of the top wide receivers back, and one of the the guys in one of the other papers I talked to said they're loaded. So, um, and well, I think they to, went like, to be the best. You got to beat the best, right? Yeah, so so. Well, there'll be a good test for them early on. And maybe it won't be an eight no start this year, but uh, they'll, they'll see what they have. They have three a trio of running backs this year, so the ground game should be a little bit better. They also have three offensive linemen returning. And uh, the question there will be a lot of the linebackers. They had a very strong linebacking yeah. core last year, led by Liam Caulfield, who was another mm-hmm. uh, graduate that they'll lose. Yeah, super they'll miss a lot. Yeah. yeah. And also, and also on the offensive but, end, yeah. too. I mean, he caught was a lot. Of, he was a fullback, yeah. led a lot of the blocking, caught a lot of passes, and just from a leadership level, too. He's, he's going to West Point, if that tells you yeah. a little about yeah. his leadership skills. Well, and then after opening at home against uh, Central Catholic, they're actually going to be on the road back to back weeks uh, at Attleboro and LaSalle Academy. So it uh, doesn't get much easier. <laughs> no, it doesn't get much easier. And, uh, you know, if, if they don't get the win on opening night, uh, Dartmouth Faithful might have to go on the road to see the 100th career win for uh, Rick White. So that's true. We'll be counting it down. Hopefully, it comes. <laughs> Sooner rather than later. Yeah. I'm sure with him it will, though. Yes, definitely. Okay. All right. All right, Bishop Sting. Uh, Dennis Golden is back, back in the area. Um, you know, we uh, head coach at New Bedford High for several years. years. Yeah. yeah, I think it was about 10 years. Uh, went to Catholic Memorial. And he's there was an opening at Bishop Stang with Ryan Sylvia leaving um, to go to Middleborough, and he jumped at the opportunity. He's you know from New Bedford. His kids are local. You know his family's local. I think they he said. Go to Bishop Stang. Yeah, they go to Bishop Stang. Uh, you know, one of them just graduated. And he's got a couple more coming up, and uh, I think he said he lives two or three miles from the school. Commutes a lot shorter than <laughs> yeah. it used to be. So uh, less time to think up plays though as he's driving up to uh, Catholic Memorial. Yeah, so there's going to be a new system in there. There's going to be new faces. Uh, both Will and Nick Landry are gone. I mean, I feel like. Last year, 
we kept hearing both of their names over and over again, you know, one at quarterback, one at running back. And uh, both of those guys have graduated, um, as well as the rest of the backfield. They're all gone. So it's going to be a lot of new kids. It's going to be a new system. Um, but Dennis Golden, you know, from my time watching him at New Bedford High, you know, he's very disciplined. You know, he's he's going to have those kids ready um, for their opening game, which is not easy. Nantucket is coming, uh, you know, to Spartan Village on Saturday uh, at 1.30 p.m. And last year they lost 35-0, to zero, uh, Bishop saying, uh, to Nantucket. And I don't think Nantucket's really dropped down much this year. So it's going to be a tough um, opening week for them, but uh, you know it's going to take that adjustment period, having yeah, having you know, a new, new coach, coach, new system. It takes a while to come in, and yeah. we saw it a couple years ago with uh, Justin Kogler at Old Rochester. Yep. They start off like zero and five, and then yeah, I think they won five, five out of and, six yeah, or something. Five and one the rest of the way, and yeah, um, you know you've seen a little bit with the Pontiac. They've gotten a little bit stronger. Uh, yeah, under Zane Fife and yeah. stuff. So and uh, Bob the quarter- not everyone's a Bob Lop and turns <laughs> yeah. things around in one year. Well, yeah. I mean, but he was at a Pontiac for a while, you That's know. True. So, but uh, and uh, you know, I mean, the quarterback situation at, at Bishop Stang. I think there was uh, how many guys going for the job? Uh, a couple guys, a couple of names that you'll probably recognize if you follow South Coast uh, sports. Uh, one of them is uh, Damian Perry, who's a uh, star of the basketball yeah. team. I uh, was on that championship team a couple years ago. Um, very talented basketball player, and from what I hear, uh, almost equally talented on the football oh, field. Good. And then uh, the other one's Tim Manley Jr. is a very good lacrosse player for the Spartans. Um, so last I heard, they were battling it out, but it was kind of one of those situations where whoever loses the quarterback battle isn't going to lose many reps on the field. Uh, they're two of the yeah. team's better, most athletic, more athletic players, and so uh, Golden will figure out a way to utilize both of them, oh, yeah. whether they're under center, they're taking snaps, or catching passes, mm-hmm. they're doing gadget plays, he'll get the ball in their hands because he knows they're, they're both going to be dangerous. All right, and uh, so Bishop Stang opens the season uh, this Saturday at home against Nantucket at one thirty. All right, wow, Old Colony uh, graduated a lot of points. <laughs> yes, that was a, a dangerous team last year offensively, and uh, a lot of those kids are gone now. Yeah, two record-setting guys, uh, Ryan Baker and um, and Jake Murphy. Um, it just. They're gone, you know, your top quarterback who tied the school record for uh, touchdown passes, and then your running back who, you know, broke, shattered uh, the school record. Single season and career. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's a lot of points that they're going to have to replace. Uh, There's a lot of new guys in new positions. I know uh, Ed Collins was, was at practice, and he said there was a lot of, there's a lot of teaching going on and a lot of like focus back on the basics. Um, but they do return, you know, a good core of their uh, of the defense. So I know, you know, they have traditionally been in the last couple of years solid on defense, you know, while the while the offense has really shined. So I think the focus is going to be, all right, let's see what we can do, clamp down on defense and hope that that can maybe lead to a little offense, but then also, you know, kind of help them as the offense is trying to figure their way way out there. Yeah, sometimes um, a good defense is your best offense. And uh, yeah. they do have Jared Gagney back. He was yep. a running back. He uh, got a good amount of carries last year and for a few hundred yards. Yeah, I think it was like 500, 500 yards. yards. So, so, you know, he's no stranger to uh, the varsity level and running at that level. And yeah. they have a couple sophomores battling for the quarterback yeah, Bumpus, job. Bumpus, was it? Bumpus, and then um, I'm not sure if I'll pronounce it right, Kyle Schultz. Or yeah, Schultz. It's Schultz with an O, though. Yeah. So, yeah, not quite Charles. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so they're, uh, again, it's kind of similar to uh, the situation of Bishop Stang. Uh, Coach Brandon Mendy said that whoever ends up losing the quarterback mm-hmm. battle is still going to be out there on the field getting plenty of reps. And he even suggested that they may do 
different packages for different quarterbacks, uh, kind of like Darmick yeah. did a couple years ago with uh, Matt Boparland yeah. and um, I'm blanking on the other. Uh, Blaine Almeida. Blaine Almeida. So they had kind of different packages. One was a little more of a runner, one was a little more of a thrower, mm-hmm. and they utilized them in different situations. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Cougars go that route. Yeah. And last year, uh, Old Colony ended up finishing 6-6, six and six, uh, but they did start off the year 6-2 uh, and two and lost their last four games. Uh, one of them was their first ever vocational tournament game. So they made the Vogue tournament, but then they lost. So it was a little bit of a down, you know, um, end to the season. But hopefully they can turn that around and have some momentum going in the, this year and get, you know, get some of those guys, young guys reps. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe this will even build, you know, with having two soft, sophomores competing at quarterback that could build for next year and the year after. Yeah, having a three-year quarterback. I mean, Mark DeBrito can tell yeah. you what the kind of improvement you can see. Yes. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, yeah, other thing there is uh, Brandon Mendes now is the uh, solo head coach. Yes. So congratulations to him. He's a good guy and uh, definitely knows what he's doing. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, Old Colony opens this Saturday at home against Sacred Heart at one p.m. All right, upon quit. Uh, you know, to say a team finished. Three and eight, and finish the season strong. You're looking at me saying, "How did that happen?" Um, How but, did that happen, Lori? <laughs> a Poniquit. Uh, they ended up winning the year last year. I was actually um, at that game. They uh, ended up winning six zero. Actually, no, I wasn't at that game. Somebody else was at that game. But they ended up winning six um, zero over Fairhaven, and it was in overtime. It was a sloppy game by both teams. Then they ended up struggling, you know, and losing. I think it was like five or six straight. And then the la- towards the end of the year, they won two out of their last four. And one of their losses was on Thanksgiving to Old Rochester. They gave them a game. Yeah, Old the, Rochester was a good team. Yeah, the, the SECA champions last year, and they only lost 28-21. So really, you kind of say they won two out of their last four, but it was kind of a moral victory, so three yeah. out of their last four. Um, so they're, they're coming in with a lot more confidence this year. Um, they have a lot more experience than last year, and it just seems like everybody's kind of on the same page um, with Zane Fife. I think this is now his third year. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, the system's there. You know, like it's set up, the kids know what to expect. Um, you know, there's no... And this is all they've really played in now. Yeah. You know, being the third season, you know, the seniors now were sophomores when he came in. Yeah. So this is all they've known, and they're not making that transition from Bob Long yeah. to... And, the, and there's not a huge senior class this year, but they're a pretty strong and tight senior class. Um, the the big senior is uh, James Seth. Uh, Seferzila. I always, I always feel like I'm going to mess up his name. Um, but this is the fun part of these shows. Yeah. <laughs> trying to pronounce these names that we normally well, only have to write. Yeah, you, know, uh, you know, he's that wide receiver, and he really came on strong the end of last year. And there wasn't much of a passing game early on, but as 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 they started getting better and all on the same page, you know, he really came on strong. Um, and uh, you know, I'm sure he's going to help uh, first year quarterback um, Kobe DeRoges. He's actually replacing. Um, Reese Shader. Yep, Reese Shader from last year, who was also a first year quarterback. So, um, and, and Kobe is a junior. So last year we had, you know, a first-year quarterback as, as a senior, so it's kind of like you get that one year and then they're gone. And at yeah. least with... Uh, and kind of had it the year before. It was uh, Chad Goucher's senior year. Yeah. So this will be the first time Zane really gets to uh, develop a quarterback. Yes. And he seems pretty confident in Kobe. He actually said there was kind of a little bit of a battle last year when he was a sophomore. Yeah, between the two of and them. And Reese ended up winning it out. But uh, Kobe ended up coming on Thanksgiving game mm-hmm. and threw a touchdown uh, on his first pass. Yeah. First varsity pass. That's a good intro. And uh, hopefully there's only where to go but up from, yeah. uh, from and well, there. And then, uh, you know, they ended up getting this huge boost. Uh, Wyatt Pinto um, decided that he didn't want to play soccer his senior year. Um, 
and he came up for the football team. He is a uh, three-time All-Star. He uh, started his career at Old Colony, so he was a Mayflower League All-Star as a freshman uh, goalie. Then he uh, transferred to Poniquit, and he played uh, goalie the last two years. He was a super teamer for us um, two years in a row for soccer, and he was an SEC All-Star uh, for soccer. And he I'd said, say the area's uh, best goalie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, hands down. And um, he said, you know, I don't want to have any regrets. You know, 10, 20 years from now, when I look back, I never played football in high school. And he has two older brothers that played at Aponiquit, so there's kind of that, that uh, family tradition going on there. Um, uh, Wes and Wade both played before him, so it was kind of. I, I, they might have been talked him into it, you know. They might have said, "Come on, it's just a couple of nudges at the Thanksgiving uh, table." Yeah. Uh, so as, hey, what are you doing, buddy? So as soon as Zane Zane heard he was getting Wyatt, I mean that's a huge um, addition to the team. You know, he's uh, what is he six? I think he's six two and like uh, one hundred ninety five pounds. I mean, he's a, he's a goalie, so he's got good hands. Uh, just a matter of learning the route, learning how to cut. You know, like when you're playing goalie, you're just moving back and forth. You're not really moving forward too much. Um, so there's going to be some transition there, but he. Him and James kind of give them this, you know, big targets down the field, um, and that'll open up their running game. Um, they have uh, Brent Dixon back and uh, Shane Cooney, and those two guys, um, they didn't have a huge they season last well year. late, though. Yeah, uh, and they combined for, for five touchdowns, so now they have some experience. They're both juniors now, so they were sophomores last year seeing time. So uh, they're much more experienced this year. Um, but the, one of the big things with the Poniquit, as a lot of our teams, is there isn't a lot of depth, you know, so it's kind of... You know, once you get past that, you know, your starters, you know, if somebody on the line goes down, you know, it's piecing piecing it together and trying to fill the void. So I think that's probably the biggest concern early on um, for Poniquit. And it doesn't get easy. They open the season uh, at Middleborough uh, Friday night at 7 p.m. And they lost last year to Middleborough 45-0. to zero. And uh, I think the, the Satchams are, are going to be strong once again this they year. They usually are. So... It'll it'll be a, a good measuring stick of you know where you know if they can be in that game and compete mm-hmm. you know that, that they should be in for a pretty good season. And then I think in the second week they got old Rochester, so they can see kind of yeah. where they stand versus the end of last season. Yeah. So, so. yeah, should be uh, I'll watch out. It might be an up and coming team this year. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Wow. Uh, so Fairhaven um, is. Is young. Also three and eight, like a Poniquid, but it was uh, it seemed like a little little different this season. Yeah, you know, um, they don't have too many kids out for the team. Um, a lot of them are underclassmen. You know, they lost their quarterback. Um, they lost, you know, some of their running backs. Uh, they do have, I think, uh, a core of their um, line back. I think I don't know if there's three guys back on the offensive and defensive lines. So they do have some size and inexperience there. They just don't have a lot of numbers. Yeah, I think 30 kids total and 23 non-freshmen. Yeah, so uh, there's yeah. some extra jerseys laying around. If yeah, so, right so I mean, and, and they have a tough schedule. Um, they do open against uh, Great New Bedford Voketech, who also struggled last year. But they have Seekonk, they have Wareham. Um, you know, they have Case, which, you know, won a share of the title, uh, the B title last year with Wareham. Um, they have Old Rochester, you know, um, and then... Dartmouth on Thanksgiving, and who knows they'll, who they'll play during that um, that MIA uh, playoff schedule. But uh, it it seems like it's I don't want to. I mean, it's a rebuilding year. You know, it's a, it's kind of one of those years that you know you lost you know some tough guys on uh, you know defense, and you lost some your stars on offense, and you know it's it's kind of you know let's yeah, start from uh, scratch. It's going to be a slog for Fairhaven probably this year. Uh, I mean, they did make the playoffs last year with only the three wins. Yeah, uh, just and then of some it was strange things with the schedule. Well, and uh, then they and then they played. Uh, was it East Bridgewater? And, Ooh, yeah. uh, it was a tough game. They lost thirty five <laughs> yeah. to thirty five to nothing in that game. And 
Um, they got uh, no chance to goggles in the backfield. He's pretty yeah. athletic. He's shifty. He's got yeah, some and, new he, sticks. and he's been on the team for for a few years now. I yeah, say he's I like, think this will be the first time he's really probably featured. Yeah, yeah. So he's he'll, he'll, he'll be the and big then, guy. Uh, looks like Flynn Borgalt is uh, has a lead there for their yeah, quarterback but, situation. Because so. they had a couple guys battling it out. You battling know. it out, and he seemed to take over uh, late in uh, the training camp preseason. So yeah. we'll see how he does. I haven't actually seen him play, but. No. Uh, I well, uh, we're interested to see, and uh, we'll see if you know enough top-level guys in that line can uh, hold them together this season with uh, not having a whole lot of depth. Hopefully, the, the uh, athletic trainers are doing their job. This <laughs> yes, season. yes. They'll they'll might be the MVP by the end of the season. And, and they actually open at Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech this Friday at 7 p.m. And uh, Vogue Tech is another team that is is kind of in a similar boat. I mean, I think their numbers are a little bit better than uh, than Fairhaven's, but not much. Um, you know, last year they also went three and eight. The Bears. And Disappointing season it, last year. It was, it was uh, not you, expected. I, I, I drank the Kool Aid early yeah, in the season. He, I, I thought they were going to be competing <laughs> for another SECB title. Yeah, be a six or seven win team. They had a big line. They had what seemed like a couple of good options mm-hmm. uh, at the, the school positions, and uh, it just—I don't know. I know there was some behind-the-scenes stuff, and it just seemed like the team never gelled. Yeah, and, and there was, together. I think, a lot of um, off-the-field issues, uh, you know, and it just sometimes that really takes away from what a team can do on the field when. You know, not everybody is on the same page, and I think that's been the big focus um, for Chuck Alaire and his group this year. Is is all right? We're all one. We're one team. We're going to play as one team. We're going to, you know, be one team. And that's really, you know, if you don't want to be a part of that team, then don't be here. You know, and they've and, also made some schematic changes. Yes, yeah. As well, they went. Uh, they were playing the rocket offense, yep. so they were throwing it not a ton, but maybe. Eight to ten times a game they throw yeah. it, and I think Chuck said this preseason that if we throw it five <laughs> times a game, we're throwing it too many. Yeah. Um, so they're they're going to an option offense mm. here, uh, and they have uh, Tiago Palma is going to be the quarterback yes. in name, but he's not really going to be throwing the ball a whole lot. He's basically in there because he seems like he's the best decision maker on the mm-hmm. team. He's the one who can survey the field and decide, you know, when he should be pitching and when he should be keeping it, and uh, making those option decisions that are so important. Yeah, and uh, I mean the the good news um, for Evoke is uh, they have three of their linemen back, um, you know, and and they're led by uh, let me just see what they, uh, Noah Saunders. Uh, you know, he's a big guy. He's back. He's got that leadership. Um, you know, even though he's only a junior, you know, he saw a lot of action last year, and he's six uh, two, two hundred twenty five pounds, and he's he's going to be the one that anchors both that offensive and defensive line and provide hopefully you know the protection that. Palma needs to kind of figure out what he's doing with the ball and, and you know, um, and get it down the field. I mean, you know. Probably four yards, three, four yards at a time. They'll yeah. They'll be uh, inching it down there. But, uh, you know, if you get four yards every down, you're, you're going to lead to a lot of long drives that, uh, you know, and those clock-eating drives can also be devastating to other teams. Yeah, so. yeah. If you, if you can move the ball. You if know, you can if you, move the ball, get those three, four yards yeah. every down, uh, you know, they'll keep low-scoring games and stay competitive. Yeah, and, uh, you know, like like a, like we were just saying, you know, it's Fairhaven, you know, Vogue Tech, they both had struggles last year. I mean, whoever get, wins this game, you know, is going to be a big boost, I think, to the rest of the season, you know, for confidence, just for, for everything, so... Um, that game is Friday night at Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter. Yeah, right? a couple at, good South Coast teams battling it out. Yeah, at SC underscore varsity. Mm-hmm. All right, well, um, Old Rochester is uh, kind of, uh, there's a lot of uh, excitement going on uh, uh <laughs> Down in Mattapoisett, uh, surrounding this year's team, uh, Harry Smith is back. Uh, scored 17 touchdowns last year. 
He's two away from tying the uh, school's all-time um, touchdown record uh, of 30. So I think all eyes are on him. Uh, they have an experienced line, a lot of guys back in the line. Um, they did graduate Cam Hamilton, yep. quarterback, so that's kind of where they're at right now. Of you know, I know they had a couple different guys battling it out early on. Uh, Brendan, you can kind of... Actually, I just happened to talk yeah. to Justin Kogler today, and uh, it is going to be uh, Cole McIntyre. He's a junior, won the job. Um, he was battling out with a couple other guys, including uh, Cam Hamilton's little yep. brother, Johnny Hamilton, and uh, Mike Kenefick, who uh, most people might know from baseball. Um, but, uh, yeah, Cole McIntyre won the job, and he'll be starting uh, on Friday against Wareham yep. in a game that really will tell us a lot about a couple of these teams because yep. uh, Old Rochester, where they started off, was it 7-0 and last 7-0 last year. Uh, they ended up going into the playoffs and uh, facing Dighton Rehoboth, who they beat during the, the regular season, and... I want to say they had like eight turnovers in that game. I was at it. It was horrible. Uh, and they ended up losing 27-0, got shut out. Um, but then they ended up winning two out of their last three games to finish the year 9-2. Nine and nine and two. Um, You know, they ended up winning the, the South Coast Conference A title. Um, they, well, it was a great I mean, season for the Bulldogs. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. It'll sound like they'll be a little more run-oriented this year. Yep. Um, last year with Hamilton and Patrick Saltmarsh, who's yep. uh, playing collegially as a receiver, and Grant Reuter, he had a couple of yeah. you know, nice they were targets. Able to, to kind of Especially in the, the red field. zone, they were really able to go to those guys. So uh, looks like it's a little more of the Harry Smith show. Yeah, and you know, season. I mean, Harry, he's he's getting a lot of college, you know, looks from college coaches. Uh, he's trying to figure out what he wants to do, um, what level he wants to play at in college. Um, but this kid, you know, he's he's big. Uh, well, how, how big is uh, he's 6'2", 220 pounds, um, but he's also got that speed. Um, he runs the hurdles and he sprints in track, and that's really even made him faster. So it's like if he gets in the open field, there's not too many people that can catch him. Maybe Isaac Nazimento, <laughs> yeah, the other guy on the uh, other side of the field here, who he's going to be facing off against on Friday night um, in the big you know SEC crossover showdown, and uh, you know those two guys have battled each other. You know, on the track. Um, you know, the end of last year, uh, I can't remember who who edged out who, um, but that was one of the big SEC showdowns in track. Um, but I'm sure whoever won isn't quiet about reminding the other. Yeah, one. and uh, you know, and last year, I, I mean, this is a, the marquee matchup. You know, week one. I mean, Wareham. You know, they had an outstanding year last year. They went eight and three. Uh, they won a share of that SEC uh, B title. They ended up going to the playoffs. They won a playoff game. Uh, they ended up losing their second game, which was to East Bridgewater. Um, and, but Isaac was hurt in that game, so he only saw limited action. Um, but Isaac ended up scoring um, uh, was 27 touchdowns. That was a single-season record. And now he Blew away the old season. Yeah, it wasn't shattered. like he greeted by yeah. one. Yeah, yeah I think it was, it was by five. And, yeah, and, yeah, I think he beat him by five. Um, and this year, he's going into to the, the season opener... Um, one away from tying Darian's all-time record um, for touchdowns. So, you know, uh, he's going he's gonna to end up beating that, you know, and I'm sure it will probably be Friday night. I mean, this is a showdown between, you know, two of these teams. Um, the big thing for Wareham is they don't have a lot of depth. Um, they have some new faces on the line. They have a new quarterback, um, but their backfield is just stacked. So, like, they have... Now, Isaac Nazimental, they have um, Dylan, DeWolf, DeWolf. Dylan DeWolf. That's a name to watch this year. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's huge. Um, they also got the transfer from Old Rochester. What is it? Um, uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, McAllister. McAllister. Um, yeah. You might remember Mike McAllister was older brother. Yeah, this is Elijah. He was, yeah, but Mike McAllister was real dangerous. You know, he's kind of one of those guys who just kind of get him the ball in open space yeah. and see what he can do. And uh, I'm sure that his little brother Elijah yeah. is, is similar yes. in that way. And, uh, yeah, the quarterback, Eric Zine. Um, he's, it's a little similar to Boke Tech in that he's a quarterback in name, but he's mm-hmm. not going to be throwing the ball a whole lot. Um, he takes over for Brian Judge, 
Um, he's a little bit smaller than Judgewood. Judgewood's a much more bigger physical blocker, but Zion's a little more athletic. He'll probably carry the ball a few more times than Judge did. Uh, where I would be was, surprised to see Isaac throwing the ball a couple times, too. Yeah, he was a quarterback <laughs> yeah, before they moved over to running back. You know, was, I uh, mean, Alomp likes to kind of mix everything up and kind of keep people guessing. Um, and last year, they also opened against each other, the ORR-Wareham game, and it was at ORR, and they, they won, uh, what was it, 28-21. to 21. Um, Old Rochester held off Wareham, and it was like, it was Bob Lomp's first game at Wareham. New team, new system, new everything, and that, to them, that was a win. You know, coming out and only, you know, losing by, by seven to, to the eventual SEC, uh, you know, A-division champs. So, uh, you know... If, if you don't follow either team and you have nothing else to, to this do... This is the game to go watch yes, right this here. this is the game. Wareham, Old Rochester, best two running backs in the area. Yeah, best two running backs. They're going to go head-to-head. Um, and, I mean, Buddy Thomas, who, you know, isn't covering actual games for us this year on a regular basis... He said he's going to be at Splain Field on Friday night. So His um, 52nd football season <laughs> here in the South Coast started in 1966 covering high school football. Yeah. Here. So, so he's an institution, and uh, every time we read a buddy story, we're lucky that we got a guy like him around here. Oh, definitely. So uh, so this is the place to be, uh, 7 o'clock Friday night. Uh, Old Rochester is at Wareham. And like I said earlier, this is a SEC crossover game, so it's not you know the small division or a large division or A, B, whatever you want to call it, you know, it's uh, it's not that, but it you know it is you know bragging yeah, rights like right down the street you know. And you can buy Lori Lowe's a hot chocolate. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. So and uh, I might be frantically typing as soon as the game ends because we have early deadlines. But uh, you know, follow us on at uh, sc underscore varsity on Twitter, and um, you know also on Instagram at sc varsity and on Facebook at uh, we just actually changed South, the name of it southcoastvarsity.com, right? Or uh, well, it's not. We just switched it to something. Anyway, search South Coast Varsity yes. on Facebook and you'll find us. So we'll have to get that name down. Yes. Yes. Thanks for joining us as well on the Facebook Live and on the Standard Times Podcast Network. All right. See ya. I guess it. What do we? Friday night. Friday night. I'll be at Dartmouth. You'll be at Wareham. Yep. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.